I don't know if this ever happens to you when you're at work, but sometimes something happens to your lunch. Somebody jacks it. Not, eats it themselves. Not my lunch. Mm-mm. Oh, she labels her lunch. Who you know clearly that? it's Harlan's. Well, this happened at a police station. Of all things, what? at a police station, somebody had their lunch out, literally. And then all of a sudden it's gone. So they pull out an investigation. Turns out at the end of the day, it was the canine. The dog. His name is Ice. So Ice Ice Baby took <laughs> took the food, yeah, yeah. man. That's crazy. <laughs> I had a dog that would surf the uh, counters. You did? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we have this five-pound chihuahua. Her name is Zoe. She's this tiny little thing. So we had a doorbell ring. My husband went to answer the door, and that dog jumped up and stole his pork chop. No. The whole pork chop. Took it away and gulped it down. He came back. He was so livid. He gets a pork chop like once a year. You know what's crazy is when all of a sudden your pet brings something to you. That they shouldn't have brought to you. This happened to you, Scott. Yeah. Cat uh, walked out the front door one day, and the cat had a bunny rabbit. Brought home a bunny rabbit. Aww, oh, bunny. A little pet for the house. I don't know how the bunny felt about it, but the cat was happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Mary is on with us at 800-447-7234. What in the world happened at your house? My cat has brought to me in the middle of the night a bat, a baby rabbit, a field rat, and a baby snake, all of which were still alive. (laughs) The nightlife your cat has is amazing. I know. (laughs) What did you think when they brought the bat home? I thought it was dead at first, and I got my broom and dustpan, and I I swept it up and went to throw it out in the backyard, and it took off and flew away. Uh Uh-uh. No. I released the baby rabbit back into the field across from our house, but I got a really heavy shoe and took care of the field rat. I think that your cat is telling you that he wants a friend. I think so. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Evidently, there's a lot of pets that bring things home. It's Rob and Liz in the morning. Harlan's in for Liz. We're his radio. Got a text. Gene said, if I had a cat and it brought me a bat, a rat, and a baby snake, that cat would be finding a new home. <laughs> I'm sure, Gene. She not wrong. And Christy texted in and said, with the snake, I'd have just burned the whole house down. Christy. Yeah. Go oh, come on. Extreme really? measures for snakes, yes. <laughs> really? Tasha's here at 800-447-7234. What about you, Tasha? I had a husky, and I lived on about 100 and maybe 60 acres. And one day, my husky brings me back this animal. What was it? It was a beaver. And if anybody knows, beavers are pretty feisty. What'd you do? <laughs> well, my, my, my uncle came over and got it, and unfortunately it was deceased. So he kind of buried it for me, and I made sure that the dog didn't have any bites or wounds on it. But that was, <laughs> that's always been my favorite story to tell. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. It's the time you lose your remote and you can't find it. Keith has had that moment, 800-447-7234. What happened, Keith? I went to get a drink and a bag of chips, and I started looking for the remote. When I found it, it was in the refrigerator. <laughs> How long did it take you to find it? Oh, 20 minutes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this thing? Where did you look for it? I retraced my steps, and finally I said, wait, I went to the refrigerator, and sure enough, there it was. That's hilarious. What was on TV? I don't even remember. I think the news. I'd want to turn that off, I, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. Look, I, th- I thought 
thought my kids were smart, right? Like, as a mom, we always think our kids are the smartest. Well, hers are. She's got really smart kids. Turns out Teddy is the smartest. He is a toddler. Toddler. Three years old. Okay. Just got inducted into Mensa, which is like world-renowned for the smartest people in the world. On the planet. And the kid's three? So what qualifies him? Um, At 26 months old, which, what is that, like two years old? He was reading full books to his parents. That's when they realized how smart he was. He now speaks 10 languages, Mandarin, thought that was an orange. <laughs> he speaks that language. He can count in uh-huh. all of these languages. And he's like this child prodigy, they're saying. And, and he's so in Mensa. He is. That's and crazy. Mensa is where the smartest people in the world gather around. I guess it's Latin for table. It is, yeah. I say that because I looked it up. Not because I knew, because I well, thought my kids kid were smart. Knows. They... Three years old. Yeah. And that's smart. Yeah. Ten languages he knows? Yes. Reading already? Reading it More two. than a children's book, huh? Now he's on to probably reading in all those 10 languages. Yeah. yeah, he just finished War and Peace. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Damar Hamlin, although tragically fell on the field, cardiac arrest, Buffalo Bills, happened a few weeks ago, has inspired so many people. So even though it was it was hard, people are going back to church. People are trusting in Jesus because of this, because of his healing. God intervened in a big way. Sure has. Not only that, but it's inspiring people to save lives themselves. How so? Well, people on the field had to give CPR. And it was at that moment that people realized, what if I had to save a life? What if I had to give CPR I don't know how to do that. And so, so many people now getting back into uh, those classes with like the American Red Cross and other um, affiliations if teaching CPR. I feel like you were an instructor at one time or something for this, weren't I you? I was. I am so passionate about knowing what to do at any time. Um, and so I was an instructor and it, it helps save lives. And every year you need to do it over again because well, so much changes in the process. How long ago were you in the instructor? It was one of my first jobs out of college. Oh, for real. For so real. we're talking about five, six years ago. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with that. But it's changed it since then, hasn't it? 15 and 2. Now you can't breathe uh, in somebody's mouth unless you have a mask or, you know, how fast you're doing the compressions, what's best, what works, oh, what doesn't. Real. Okay. The more they learn about the human body and the more they learn about what works and what doesn't, it, it helps save a life. If you know exactly what is best. And as we grow as a society, we learn about these things, we're able to do better. Wow. You really know about and that. So, I know, Scott, who does our news, you had taken a course at one time, but how long ago was that? Let's see, one, two, 30 years ago. One, yeah. two, 30. <laughs> Health occupations class. What, high school? High school, yeah. Health occupations class. And part of that was a CPR. So we learned uh, CPR. But here lately, I think a lot of people like myself have thought about. Maybe it's time to, you know, do that again. Well, hearing that you don't do the mouth thing anymore, Mm -hmm. you know. Unless you have one of the masks. And so there are people that carry those in cars with them everywhere they go. Absolutely. I had no idea. Because if you come across an accident or something happening, it's it's in your glove box and you just grab it, pop it open and you're ready to go. But if you don't have that, especially with COVID and other, you know, diseases, you really don't want to touch that person's mouth. And the Red Cross is like one of the best places to go. 
for a class, right? It is It is one of them, yes. What's another one? I don't know. I work for the Red Cross. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Cohen's 10. He has this passion, and he wants to make sure the kids that are sick in the Toronto hospital are taken care of, and it takes some cash to do that. So here's Cohen. We're talking Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's snowy in Toronto. For it's freezing. frigid cold, and he picked a day that it's raining. And so he goes outside, he puts up a stand, he's selling hot cocoa with a goal of making 350 bucks. The kid is like all in, and he's got a little place where people can sit and enjoy their hot cocoa, yeah. sit to have the atmosphere. It's, it's not just a cup of hot cocoa, it's toppings, he's got whipped cream, and you can thing. add marshmallows. Here's the thing, the goal was 350 bucks, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, it's 500 bucks. He walks to the hospital with over 6100 Dollars to donate for the kids in the hospital. Hot cocoa, man. Yeah, well, that's when people come around you and they give not for the hot chocolate, but for the cause. And this kid came up with this fundraising idea himself, which as a as a grown up going by, I'm going to stop. And I like the little extra touch he did with all the toppings on the hot cocoa and even a place to go and socialize, <laughs> setting up the chairs and all this stuff. Go, go sit over here. Enjoy the hot cocoa. Relax. Know you're helping a good cause. Talk to neighbors. That doesn't happen much any day. Cohen. Man, you accomplished a lot, dude. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. Hody is quite an amazing guy. He's a farmer. He's an Air Force vet. And back in 2012, he has this interesting conversation with the pharmacist where he goes and picks up his medication. And they're like, you're not going to believe this, Hody, but people cannot afford their medication. And I feel horrible that I can't do anything about it to help. And so he goes, you know what? Here's 100 bucks. Next person who can't that can't get the medication... I'm paying for it, but keep me anonymous, he said. Keep me anonymous. Comes in the next month and goes, you know what? I'm going to give you another $100. Help out anybody who needs their medication. He has been doing this consistently every single month, all the way up until January 1st this year when he passed away. What a blessing. Now, yeah. did he have a lot of money? Like, was he just, like, rolling in it? Who knows? I'm a farmer, so he must be so, doing okay. I mean, but you know? farmers don't make No, banks, they don't. So he was really, my guess is, cutting into his his earnings and his personal, you know, savings or whatever to help other people. So here's the thing. You think it went away. No, his family is continuing this. So his Stop. daughter is, like, getting with people. And keep. they're calling it the fund. And so it's the Hody Fund that keeps people getting medication when they can't pay for it. I love people's hearts. Isn't that great? Every time I think this world is going kaput, you know what? People come out and they surprise me. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. So they just came out with this whole list of what chefs deem as the best pizza chains to go to. And literally they say Domino's is top of the list. No. Seriously. Absolutely not. These are chefs saying Domino's. They don't have pallets. They don't have pallets. Pizza Hut, Papa John's, 92nd Pizza, never heard of them. Famous Joe's Pizza and uh, Stellina Pizzas are all in the uh, top five. How do you put those in the same category? Well, I don't know. Okay, so Pizza Hut tastes completely different than Papa John's. Like, they can't even be... Yeah. Barely in the same category. We're talking about chefs. Who can cook. Yeah. See, those aren't the people that need to be judging pizza. Uh, it's those of us who can't cook. 
They're saying that these are good pizzas, though. That's what they're saying. I mean, Scott likes Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut's my favorite, but I think the best Pizza Hut you have to time travel for. Going back to the 80s, early 90s, do you remember the red and white checkerboard tablecloths they had? The arcade game tables. They had a big salad bar, like a pizza buffet bar. You know, they so brought is the pizzas that, out in those big piping hot pizza pans. So that made the pizzas better because that, of the decor? The exper- yeah, the experience, okay. the decor. So now, you're I want the a experience. retro Pizza Hut concept. I want a retro version brought back. Mm-mm, I'm going to, no. I'm going to eat was, good pizza. I don't care about the arcade table. So, so either or either it's good or it's cheap. So good pizza and then cheap pizza. No, like it was CeCe's, great. CeCe's macaroni and cheese pizza. Mm, that's worth it because it's cheap and good. Well, and here's the thing. I feel bad because Scott and I are not in on this, but Liz, Ninja, and Harolyn are all off of pizza right now because they're going through this weight loss journey and, and even competing against each other. And we can't eat pizza. I'm sorry, Ninja. Oh, who says we can't eat pizza? Yeah, who said you can't eat pizza? It's like three to 400 calories a slice. So then I have one slice. See, it's all in moderation. I can't just have one Ninja's slice. Ninja's got it. You know what? You know who's going to win this competition? I already can nail it. Ninja? Ninja. Because she can She's eat got one perspective. Piece of pizza. I can't. She's got perspective. She's taking it. Well, Ninja, you're winning. Just know it. I am, actually. Okay, go have a pizza. <laughs> You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Harolyn's telling me I've been walking wrong my whole life. You have. You could be burning more calories if you walk different. So uh, a study was done at Arizona State, and they proved that if you walk crooked or silly or, you know, stumbly, you actually exert more energy. Therefore, that silly little walk... Helps you to burn so, more calories, and that way you can eat more ice cream. So you have to you eat more ice cream. So you have to walk and look ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Why? Legs out, flailing, you know, spinning around. Why not? Are you going to do that? Yeah. I mean, Harolyn's going to walk around looking silly. I, Come on. For the rest of the day, yes, I am because I want to eat a treat tonight. Oh, and you think that's going to do it? How many chocolate chips can I eat if I walk ridiculous? So I guess because you're moving differently, you're burning more calories, your heart rate's going up higher. You got to get your heart rate up. It's like vigorous activity if you walk silly. So because you're thinking about it, one, you've got your brain engaged, so you're not just steadily walking one, two, one, two. You're also lifting your legs up and spinning around and moving your abs and your your torso. And mm-hmm. so it's different parts of your body. And when you walk, your arms also move. You really thought this through. So go ahead and... Sw- Look, I've thought every way to lose weight through. Whether I follow through or not is a whole nother story. You're listening to Robin Liz in the morning. On his radio. So here's this raccoon. It's like 10 degrees outside. The raccoon made one mistake. Go on the railroad tracks. Second mistake this raccoon made was to sit on the rail of the railroad tracks. When you got to go, you got to go. He wasn't going potty. He just sat down on the rail. Okay. Well, And he... then here's the third mistake that he made. He stayed there. And then, because it's 10 degrees, just like a tongue freezes to a pole, this raccoon's hiney stuck to the railroad track. His little tushy got frozen on the little track. Yeah. Oh, poor little baby. It took um, several people getting him unstuck. 
Yeah, first, I'm like amazed that a railroad worker noticed there was a raccoon on the track before the thing saw lights coming at it from a from a train, right? Because mm-hmm. it stuck to, and they said he was facing the train. Oh, he was <laughs> watching like, his life come to an end. Boop, boop. So a worker got out and got a shovel. And a couple of people worked hard. Someone had a brilliant idea. I've got warm water. Let me pour it on his hiney. That's how I thought my car. <laughs> and then he, they were able to get him unstuck. Hair still stuck to the railroad track. Bless it. But the puppy ran off into the woods. He got a raccoon. bear hiney, but he ran into the woods. Safe so, and sound-ish. 